Welcome to this week's episode of the North Bible Church Podcast. Now, let's join our pastor as we open God's Word together. Today to hear from uh, three different families here at North, and just, uh, it's so important to hear stories of folks within our local community here, about what the Lord's done in their life uh, this last year, what they're looking forward to uh, this upcoming year, and we have the Perez's, so give them a round of applause. They're going to share with us, with us first, and Stephanie's promised to talk a whole lot because she loves being up front, so she's so excited about, about this, right? You're, you're good. So yeah, why don't you guys tell us what the Lord's done in your guys' uh, life this last year, we're looking forward to, and we just want to celebrate with you what the Lord's doing. Yeah, thank you. Um, Steph, you want to go first? She's very nervous. We're, I guess we're both a little nervous, but uh, um, yeah, the Lord has been good. The Lord has been good at uh, this last year. I think he's, he's shown us a lot and um, spoken to us a lot through you, through this church, through this staff, through um, the community, and through his people. Um, just meeting everyone here and uh, has just been a blessing. Um, we moved from Florida three years ago, something like that, right before COVID. It seems to be a lot of people's story, I've heard. And um, I don't know if you've ever tried to move to a new place as an adult, but making friends is not as simple as when you're young. Like my, my boys are pretty young and uh, everybody's their best friend. Like we can go to an event and I'll ask my son, oh, how was it, how was it? And he's like, I have a new best friend. I'm like, that's incredible. Daddy didn't talk to two people. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Or maybe I did, and I just forgot their name or something. But it's, uh, so it's difficult to move into a new place. And, um, and we, when we moved here, we started going somewhere else. Uh, we didn't really like it or fit in or whatever. And we started coming here. And um, it was, there was an immediate sense of community immediate sense of just love and grace and um, acceptance, friendship. Um, and I think for me, um, for us, I could say that the, one of the biggest parts of being here and staying here was the children's ministry. Try not to choke up, but it's huge. You know, um, <clears throat> Being in a place where your kid is loved and accepted um, is huge. Um, in fact, I actually, I asked my kids um, to say something, and I recorded them uh, earlier this week after you told me. Can we play that?
Okay, I guess it's my turn to share. <laughs> um, echo what he said, that God really showed up through community. Um, one of the things that God has really worked on me and shown me and brought me through is that he's in control when nothing goes to plan. Um, I had my own plans, and part of that was building my career here after leaving Florida, and um, then COVID happened, and my kids were out of school for a year and a half, so I had to really focus on being a mom, and that was really hard for me. I've always worked, and then um, we had a surprise baby <laughs> this year, and that was another kind of, okay, time to rethink my plan. Um, and through it all, through God really just showing me that he is, he's with me and what's important, you guys have shown up and been there for our family while we readjust to things not going to plan. And it's been a really beautiful journey um, and really finding that my identity is in Christ and not my career, not what I do, not anything else, but purely in him. Amen. Uh, so, um, and when thinking about this, there's been a common theme in my life, um, and that is I, I tend to go to new things. I don't know why, but I've been a part of, you know, a lot of, like, ministry startups and stuff my whole life, and so new, something new, restarting has never been, I've never been scared of it, never been worried by it, but like, like I said before, it's harder as you get older, um, but you have a tendency to, when everything shuffles around, there's a tendency for you to just want to hibernate and not want to venture out. And you're like, okay, so I'm going to make friends again, or I'm going to go do this again, and then I'm going to have to leave or something. So um, there was a theme in my life was be um, this phrase, be 100% wherever you are all the time. Um, because there was that tendency to not give to a church, not be participate in a church, and not um, not serve, not contribute, not anything. And it's easy. It feels good. It's or not really feels good, but it's yeah. It's easy to leave because there's no attachments. But um, there was a sermon last year. Wait, yeah, last year, last year. <laughs> that was just yesterday, um, and it it spoke to me. Um, I'm sure this is where the theme comes from, but. It's uh, Jeremiah uh, 29, starting at, at verse um, 4, God is telling the Israelites. Um, he sp uh, spoke, speaks to all those who he carried into Jeru from Jerusalem to, to Babylon. He says, build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number, uh, increase in number there. We did do that. Do not decrease. Um, so it's, it just speaks to me telling me to give, to, to put roots down and not fear uh, what could happen, what the future is or what might happen and um, we, as humans, have a tendency to be afraid of staying somewhere too long. And then it, um, because we don't want to get comfortable. Um, but then we're, at the other side, we're afraid of leaving too soon because we fear we might miss out. And so 
I think what God wants us to do is get rid of all that and just be 100% where we are. And later on in verse 11, we know he says that he has plans for us and he knows uh, he, he will prosper us and he is our future. So for the next year, are you nudging me to move on? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, knock it off. No. Um, this uh, new year in a word, I think, uh, would sum it up would be hope. Uh, hope for the future, no matter what it is. Um, yeah. Show your appreciation to the Perez's. If you would, extend a hand towards them, and we'll pray over them and their family. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much, Mark, Stephanie, and their kids, all three of them, uh, now that we have them together. And so we just lift them up to you. We pray blessings over them, thankfulness for this last year, blessing for this next year. And as they hope and as they uh, hand things over for your plan and not, not their own, um, give them encouragement. Allow us to be a part of that journey with them. In your name, amen. All right, Nancy is next. Give it up for Nancy. You're gonna, you're gonna sit or you're gonna stand? What are we doing? I think I'm good with standing. We're gonna stand. She's good with standing. I have a table, you know. That's right. Why don't you, why don't you tell us what the Lord has done in your life this last year and what you're looking forward to this next year, Nancy? Well, I just think first I need to share that this is the second time I've been asked to come before our North Bible Church family to tell my story. The last time was in 2010 when I had just survived and was healed from breast cancer for the second time and my husband had just passed away from glioblastoma brain tumor for which we had taken care of him for 28 months. And at that time, I shared that I did not know what my future held, but that I knew who held my future. And that's what was important. So I apologize, and I'm going to read a good bit of this. But if you were part of my small group, you would agree, if Nancy stays on track, that's a good thing. So in January a year ago, whoops, I gotta keep this in front of me. In January a year ago, an annual routine mammogram was done by one of God's very thorough technical angels, along with a subsequent needle core biopsy, revealed that a still malignant breast tumor was in my body. It had been accidentally left behind during that surgery I referred to in 2010. An oncologist said, you have to have surgery immediately, and she referred me to one of the surgeons in her medical group. You can imagine my emotions were those of shock, disbelief, and are you ready? Anger, lots of anger. And that's when God took over. He called in a whole host of angels you don't have to stand just because I'm... Oh, is that, is that what your mom told you? If you're standing, I'm going to stand. I'm not going to sit. Aww. Your mama raised you right. Okay. 
Okay, so he called a whole host of angels, and each of these angels had a specific assignment. An angel by the name of Bud, who happens to also be my nephew, suggested that I call the office of my former oncologist, Dr. Jerry Cato, and request that my prior records from 2010 be transferred to this new oncologist I was now seeing. I called Dr. Cato's former office where he was because he had moved out of Phoenix several years ago. I was told when I called that Dr. Cato had just moved back to Phoenix and did I want to make an appointment with him? You bet I did. So now I have the emotions of elation, joy, hope coming on. And when I saw Dr. Cato being the angel of God that he also is, the first thing he said to me is, Nancy, you have got to get rid of that anger. That anger is from the devil, and it will only work toward any medical treatment that we're going to attempt. Well, let me tell you, that was easier said than done, but things got real active, and I kind of got distracted from some of that anger. Dr. Cato said that we need more information before we start doing surgery of any kind. So he ordered a number of diagnostic scans. And one of those scans was a PET scan. And this was to see if that breast cancer from 2010 that was still active in my body had spread to other parts of my body. Thankfully, it had not. But what it did reveal was a malignant cancer on my right lung. Very small cancer, but a very aggressive cancer. So Dr. Cato said, you have got to have stereotactic radiation therapy right away because that will eradicate that small cancer. Well, you know, the guy had done a pretty good job from 2003 to 2010, and he had found this new tumor. So I'm like, okay, that's what we're going to do then. And I have to honestly say that he also sent me to another of God's angels, a Dr. Brittany Murphy, who is a surgeon, not with Honor Health, where I've had all my health care done, but she was incredible. She was awesome. One of the most caring medical people that I've ever been introduced to. And she led me through me being very scared, number one, of having, again, surgery on my breast. And was I going to have to have lose it all? She goes, no, 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 no. We'll take care of that. No problem. Okay. So I'm here today to tell you that that PET scan that I had in November shows no cancer anywhere in my body. And furthermore, I don't even have to have any more scans for another six months. So obviously I'm now in a daily celebration mode and I'm praising God that truly, truly provides. I have to also share with you that throughout all of these challenging months, I was kept in prayer by my immediate family, my extended family, dear, dear friends. And included in those friends is my North Bible Church family. And our in-house angel, Sharon Smith, faithfully sent out all the prayer requests, all the praise reports, 
And thanks to all of you, that's what got us through. God heard every one of them. My small group laid hands on me one Sunday right back here at the, at the back of the church. They invoked the Holy Spirit to be present that day and at every procedure going forward. Believe me, I felt that. I felt it that day. I felt it ongoing. The small group members became my praise and prayer warriors. They've, they've lived this with me all this last year. They know how challenging it has been, and I cannot thank them enough. I could not have done it without all of you guys. I am completely convinced that God sends us angels every day. The Holy Spirit is ever-present with us, but we have a choice, and our choice is to listen and to heed what those angels are trying to teach us and trying that the Holy Spirit, how that Holy Spirit is guiding us through all of our thoughts and all of our actions. In looking forward to 2023, which I am, we're here. I'm focusing on the promise that is from the Gospel of John. It's from Jesus. Chapter 14, verse 27. I'm sure it's going to be very familiar to most of you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I'm not afraid and neither should you be. Thank you. Eric. Hang out here with me, Nancy. All right, let's, let's pray over her. Extend a hand if you are comfortable doing so. Lord, we thank you so much uh, for Nancy. Her story, how it goes back to 2003, 2010, uh, into this year. And so we're so thankful for the angels that you've sent, for your Holy Spirit as you've guided medically, as you've guided, given comfort, even when uh, there's anger or frustration or disappointment. You've been there all along. So we're thankful for your faithfulness. Lord Jesus, thank you for Nancy, her life, her small group, and what you're doing with her. In your name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Now I just got to get down the stairs. You are a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you. All right, show your appreciation to Eric, going to share with us. Uh, Eric, are we, are we sitting or are we standing? She kind of mixed things up here, so we're going to yes. sit? Yeah, we'll sit. Okay, sit. we'll sit. Well, my friend Eric's going to share with you what the Lord's been doing in his life and what he's looking forward to next year. Um, I had a picture that I sent Wes. Um, if we could put that up. Um, <clears throat> um, so... For the, those of you, a lot of you have uh, have walked through um, a lot of this uh, with our family. Uh, this is a picture of um, myself, uh, my son's Trenton and Titus, and my wife Keone uh, from a couple years ago. Um, that big tree in Scottsdale um, in Old Town. And uh, it's a, one of my favorite pictures. Um, but... Uh, Almost two years ago, um, you know, 
uh, for those of you who are familiar with it, for those of you who not so much, um, CUNY, uh, my wife, I call her CUNY for short. Um, to make a long story short, uh, CUNY had a brain injury uh, that was sudden that, um, you know, relaying this uh, uh, is, uh, is one of the least favorite things for me to, to do, but I pray that, you know, it, it glorifies God and, and what it leads to. So, um, and she had this brain injury that was sudden, and, you know, uh, we, you know, she ended up in the hospital. She ended up in um, just complete care. And, and as some of you know, for a while, it seemed like she was getting better. And then uh, some things happened again. And ever since then, um, she's never recovered. So she's in a facility. Uh, we go and visit her. We'll, we'll go and visit her at later today. Um, she doesn't, she doesn't speak. She doesn't, um, you know, really move voluntarily. And uh, so, 2022 at the start um, was very dark for me. Um, it was a time that um, a lot of, just a lot of, of darkness. And um, you know, I thank God for. For North, for you know, our our family here, um, because um, you know, there's been, um, especially uh, people who have. I mean, you guys know who you are. I, I know. I don't want to um, highlight some of you because I know you. You know, you don't want uh, recognition that way. But you know, we've been given you know big and small gifts, and people, men of God, who have been come alongside me and. Uh, even, you know, this tissue that Dana gave me, um, it's a blessing. Um, but uh, 2022 started off as very dark, and yet, um, you know, walking through that, um, I felt that um, that... I began to understand more what it meant to rely on God and to call on God. And, you know, Psalms, uh, I think, 73, it talks about who have I in heaven but you and nothing on earth that I desire more than you. And that, you know, just became something that I always, um, it just resonated with me. It's like, you know, God, you know, I want to um, to be connected to you, to, to love you more, um, you know, that... Nothing on earth that I desire more than you, um, and and. But I think during twenty twenty two, as um, I'd continue to call on God and and try to focus on God, um, I had to look at our life and having Trentonitis, um, and and our family still, even though Kuhn couldn't participate with what we were doing. Um, I came to realize that glorifying God wasn't just sort of literally, literally glorifying him, like literally praising him and praying and, and communing with him, but it was also what you do with your life 
um, you know, in, in Matthew, uh, Jesus, you know, they said, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, um, you know, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and to me, that makes sense, right? It's like, okay, what's the greatest thing? To love God um, with everything. Um, but then Jesus, right after that, says, oh, and there's a second one, and it's to love your neighbor as yourself. And it's like, you know, why does Jesus say that? Why doesn't he just say love God? Because loving God is the, the most, you know, the ultimate thing. And I'm not saying, like, loving your neighbor isn't part of that, because it is, it is part of loving God. But I think it's not, in that sense, it's not just enough. It's not enough to just, quote-unquote, love God. Um, that what you do with your life, loving your neighbor, um, is, is part of, of what you have to do. And, and so that just really spoke to me that, you know, our family was one that always, um, we, we tried to do stuff together. And I felt that it was actually loving God to go, not only to praise him, but what we did with our life. And that included, like, in November, we went to Disneyland. I took Trenton Titus. And Christmas, we went to Palm Springs, and we went hiking. And, you know, these things, I felt, were how I was glorifying God because I was willing to live my life for him. I was willing to praise him, but I was also willing to do, to, to, to do things with my sons for God. And so uh, that was the big thing that I realized in 2022 and that, um, you know, I, I want to continue on is, is really loving God and living for him. Um, and in 2023, um, what I look forward to uh, is that, you know, throughout the year, I've received so many gifts from God. Um, like I said, uh, the North family here, um, different people who have given, um, who have blessed us, who have spoken to me, you know, the uh, the men of God that, you know, like Wes and, and the others, you know who you are, like I call up on a, on a weekly basis, you know, when things are going rough. Um, there's a, uh, there's a group called Grief Share, um, that I meet with one that, that meets at a church up, up our house. And that's been, Tim and Missy has been incredible. My, um, my, my family and, uh, some really close friends, um, they've just been there. So, so many gifts. Um, and yet, you know, as I think about it, I'd say, you know, God, I want to, um, it was kind of a struggle, I think. I talked to Wes once about it. It's like you have God, you have the giver, and then you have these gifts. And it's like so many times um, in, in difficulty, you know, these gifts uh, have have comforted me, have, you know, been... I believe used by God, whether it's people, you know, or even just things or, you know, um, and then of course, uh, Trenton and Titus and just living life with them, um, just doing things with them, helping plan things for their future, going to stuff, you know, all these gifts have been so powerful for me and, and used by God and yet wanting to, you know, sort of, as they say, you know, love the, the giver and, and, the giver of the gifts and, and not the gifts. And I struggle with how do you, you know, both depend solely on God and when, but at the same time, he's given so many tremendous gifts that have, um, have helped me. And, and just the other day, 
it, it was just like occurring to me that you know maybe uh, when you get gifts, um, you just have to say thanks. And uh, I, I realized that all these things that God has given that have spoken to me, that have helped me through life, I still need to value God more than, than anything else, but at the same time, to just be thankful, to just appreciate that he's given me my sons, uh, family, and friends north um, in my life to help me uh, through through these different seasons. So I, I think in 2023, um, I want to learn more of what it is to be dependent on God. Um, and I also want to be thankful for his gifts that help me walk through my life. So, thanks. Thanks for your appreciation, Mary. Pray with me. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for my friend Eric, for Kuhn, the boys, their family. Beautiful. Um, so as he shares about the obvious struggle that's going on, your faithfulness has shown up uh, in ways unexpected, surprising, and in ways in which uh, we're, we're blown away. So we thank you so much for Eric. We pray for him, his family, that 2023 uh, will be the best year that they've ever experienced. And that as they lean on you, as they depend on you, uh, and as they enjoy you and the gifts that you give, uh, we just are thankful uh, for who you are and what you're doing in their life. In your name, amen. Thank you. So we're going to respond uh, with one more song. And this song, for me, personally, has been an anthem over the last uh, several months. And the song is, is called Make Room, okay? And so as we consider what the Lord's done in 2022 and as we look forward to 2023, I'd like us to consider this morning what it would mean for us to make room for the Lord in, in our life. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of the lyrics, and I'm going to do this because I want to I tee this song up to where I guess when we sing worship and we worship together, we, sh we should only be singing them and saying those words out loud if we mean them, right? But I really want you to not sing this morning unless these words are true for you as we make room. And so here's some of the, the lyrics that we're going to be singing here is where I lay it down. Every burden, every burden, every crown, this is my surrender. Here is where I lay it down. Every lie and every doubt, this is my surrender. And it continues, and I will make room for you. I'll make room for you to do whatever you want to. Don't sing it unless you mean it. And it will continue on this with these uh, lyrics. Shake up the ground of all my tradition, my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. And as you do this, if you choose to sing because these are words that you believe and that you want to make more room for the Lord in your life going forward, also... Listen to the people around you who are declaring that same thing, that we will make room for the Lord as we go forward. So let's sing and worship together.
Thank you for joining us for this week's message. North Bible Church is located in Scottsdale, Arizona and exists to equip all generations to love God, love one another, and love the world. For more information about North, please visit our website at northbiblechurch.com.